0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer? A hand clapper? A high fiver? I kinda like the high five, but if you wanna hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW for avoidance prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: Should the bride be acquainted with the groom before the marriage ceremony? In
0: respectable circles, yes. But not tonight on... People are funny. Yes, NBC presents John Goodell's production of People are Funny, transcribed from Hollywood. And now, here's America's top master of ceremonies, Art Linkletter!
1: I know, you're all expecting to get something from me. But it's a nice, warm welcome anyway. And it, uh comes at just the right time for a very distressed girl backstage who probably heard this applause. We just picked her out of the audience to try to demonstrate tonight that all the world loves a lover. In other words, people will do almost anything for two lovers in distress. And tonight we've got a couple of people who are not only in distress, but well, to tell you how tough it is, they're bride and groom and they've never met each other yet. Wait to see what happens. Where's our bride? Will you bring her out? Oh, she's a pretty little bride, and I can tell she's a bride because she has a bridal veil on. And her name is Miss
2: Jean Parker.
1: And Jean, talk nice and loud so we can all hear you and tell us where do you come from?
2: In Calispell, Montana. Who? Kalispell, Montana.
1: Where is Kalispell? Montana (laughs) it's just a little town
2: yes it's a small town how many people about 9,000 and you're how old 19
1: and what are you doing in Los Angeles going to school and uh, you're unmarried yes I am that's why you volunteered out of the audience yes you don't know what's going to happen to you
2: I haven't an idea
1: well now I've got to ask you a couple of very important questions would you get married if you found the right man sure what is the right man like in your opinion
2: oh he's generous yes um
0: handsome
1: Uh uh-huh what age?
0: Well, about
1: 23. 23, uh-huh. Maybe I got just a fellow for you. Bring out the groom, please. How do you do? What a handsome fellow. You ever met this
2: man? No, I haven't.
1: Your name, sir? Warren Schultz. Warren, meet Gene Parker. Hello, Gene. Hi. Um, this is the man we picked to be your groom. Oh. Are you generous? I think so. Is he handsome? Yeah, Are you eligible?
2: Uh, No, sir. Not quite. You're not single? Not now. You're married? Yes, sir. Children? Only two.
0: Oh,
1: gee, isn't that awful? You can't really want somebody else's husband, can you? Well. We're in a kind of a dilemma here. (laughs) Well, she says... Well, now, this is actually what we've done. We've picked these two people out of the audience to send them out to be a bride and groom. Now, you're eligible, but you're not, but you can remember what it was like, can't you? How long have you been married? Thirteen years.
2: Yeah. Were you in the war? Yes, I was. What did you do in the war? I was one of the crushed hat boys. Crushed hat? Mm Mm-hmm. I was a pilot for the Air Force. Ah. Well, you, uh, how'd you do? Well, I started out real good. Didn't wind up so good. What do you mean you didn't wind up so well? Oh, I a guest of the German people for a short while.
1: Oh, you were in a German prison camp? Yes, sir. Oh, well, then going through a marriage ceremony again will be nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: well, actually, we don't have in mind you two getting married, but we do have in mind having the two of you pretend that you're on your way to a wedding ceremony. Now, this isn't just enough. Irv, would you bring in something else for the young lady? Here's a, a pretty little bridal corsage for you and some, uh, some rice. <laughs> And uh, a little uh, Balenciaga perfume behind your ears. (laughs) We've got you all set. But there is a very important old American tradition when it comes to a wedding. There should be something at the wedding, something old, something... Blue. Something blue, something... New. New, and something... Borrowed. Borrowed. Yeah, you got the whole thing off. Meter there. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Now, this is what we're going to do tonight with the two of you. We're going to send you out into the streets of Hollywood to see whether or not people will help two folks who are on their way to getting married and do not have everything that a marriage tradition calls for. And to decide what you're going to try to get, would you pick one of these two slips of paper? And would you open it up? And would you read what you have gotten there?
0: Something old, something new.
1: All right. Now, that means that you'll get something borrowed and something blue. But, ladies and gentlemen, since this is People Are Funny... We're not interested in things, we're interested in people. And so tonight, we're going to send you two out separately, working alone, because this is the battle of the sexes. And once you've been married, you'll find out what that means. <laughs> and you must bring back someone old and someone new. Now, how old is someone old, in your opinion? Sixty. Anybody over sixty. And now someone new will make anybody under six. And you must bring back someone borrowed and someone blue. In other words, you must borrow a woman from a husband or a sweetheart or from somebody to whom she belongs, one way or the other. And somebody blue is somebody who looks melancholy and an old sourpuss. Now, of course, you can't tell them you're from people who are funny. You can tell them you need witnesses at the wedding or best men or anything and that you're in a rush. And the first one of you back to the program, before we sign off the air, with uh, someone that you've picked, gets a beautiful 21-inch Stromberg Carlson console model television set. Now, let's see who does the best job. A single girl, inexperienced, innocent. A single girl. Or a, a married man out on the streets of Hollywood tonight looking for help for two lovers. So on your way, come back. The first one back wins the prize. Say goodbye to them, audience.
0: There you go.
1: You know, he's the one really taking the chance because if he borrows somebody's wife, brings her back here, he may find the guy doesn't want her back and he'll be stuck with two.
2: the music coming from?
0: From this little phonograph here.
2: You're kidding. Where's the electric cord?
0: Doesn't need any.
2: No electric cord? How's it work?
0: Well, it's brand new. RCA Victor Skipper. Portable phonograph and a portable radio. Works on batteries.
2: Works on batteries. Imagine that.
0: You can enjoy records anywhere. On a picnic, hayride, ride Out in your backyard, or you can even play it in a canoe or a car.
2: Nothing to plug in. Works on batteries. An RCA Victor.
0: The Skipper by RCA Victor. It stores 14 records right inside the case.
2: Hmm, works on batteries.
0: RCA batteries, the best you can buy.
2: What's it cost?
0: As little as $59.95 at your RCA Victor dealer.
1: Before we went on the air, ladies and gentlemen, I selected this uh, guest of ours right out of the studio audience because he put his hand up when I asked for men who love babies. And do uh, you have any particular reason, sir, for loving babies?
2: Well, I've had uh, three children of my own, yeah. and we have five grandchildren. And your name is? Frank Case, C-A-S-E. Where are you from, Frank?
1: Syracuse, New York. And you're a retired man? That's right. Mr. Case, uh, you like children. Yes, I do. And you'd like to win a prize. Yes, sure. Two things. All right. Well, they fit together very interestingly tonight because on this raised playpen, which does not happen to have any bars on it because we don't want any children hanging around bars on this show, we have placed several different kinds of prizes. There's a people are funny game worth a dollar and 49 cents. There's a lemon there that's worth about a nickel. There's a stereo realist camera worth $160. There's a $500 strand of genuine Duchess pearls. And there's a diamond ring out there by Lucien Picard worth $1,000 in cash. Some rather interestingly different prizes, don't you think? Now, this is where the baby begins to get into the picture. The baby is going to select the prize that you get on People Are Funny Tonight, Mr. Case. And you can talk to the baby and encourage it but you can't touch it or hand it anything and and whatever the baby picks out you get all right ladies and gentlemen here's our prize picker young mr gowdy look at him hi and would you put him right up here in the playpen and right down on his knees there you are and give me the little thing now this young fella is going to start, and he's beginning to look at things. Oh, the first thing he did was pick up a $500 string of pearls. Now, start the clock, boys. Start the clock, because in a minute and a half, whatever this child is holding, you can have, Mr. Case. Uh-huh. Yes. Now, uh, the baby is sitting there, and he's got a hold of the pearls. You coax him, Mr. Case. You
2: hold it up in the grampy seat. You hold it up the grampy seat
1: he's just sitting there
2: come on
1: oh he picked up the sign but he didn't pick up the diamond ring he's got a hold of the pearls Uh uh-huh he picked up the sign. If, if, he, if he keeps the sign, you get the diamond ring too. 30 seconds. He's got a hold of the pearls. Come on, honey. Boop, boop. Hello. 20 seconds, and he's got a hold of the pearls. Ten seconds, and Grandpa's really talking to him. Hello. Five seconds.
0: Time's up.
1: Well, Grandpa Case, you almost had the two biggest prizes. He picked up the $1,000 diamond ring. He put the $1,000 diamond ring down. And isn't he a handsome young fella? He still got a hold of the pearls. And those beautiful duchess pearls are yours. As a matter of fact, we'll give you the child, too. Grandpa Case from Syracuse, New York, came out with a $500 prize and a new grandson. You know, people are funny. Two people look at the same thing, and they see entirely different things. And we're going to prove it to you tonight. Let's bring in the young man first, who is our special guest. I say special because he was picked as a volunteer last week when we did the show. How do you do, sir? I do, do Mr. Linklater? Your name is? Jack Schmitz. How old are you, Jack? Twenty-four. You volunteered when I asked for what kind of people? A young married couple who had a car older than five years. That is correct. Now, we had to pick you last week because we wanted you to bring your car down and this is it, isn't it? Yes, it is. This car is about what vintage? 1947. 47, uh uh-huh. Well, that's older than five years. Now, we also asked you to get the blue book on this car, this family buggy of yours. What is the blue book on this 47 car?
2: $250.
1: $250. Well... Now let's find a little bit more about you before we find out about the car. What do you do for a living?
0: Well, I go to school in the mornings and I'm a salesman in the afternoon.
1: Uh-huh. And uh, you are married because yes. your wife was with you. Where's your wife now? She's backstage somewhere. That's right. We have her bound and gagged in a soundproof room where she can't hear any of this first part of the show. Now, um, by the way, what does she do?
2: She goes to school as a secretary in the afternoon. Oh, you both work?
1: Yes. And you both go to school? Yes, we do. Uh. We have established cars worth about $250. And the reason we asked you to bring it down here today so we could move it into our set was because I wanted to see whether or not a young couple, obviously you can use a little money,
0: yes.
1: whether you would like to make a profit on this car. Now, the Blue Book's $250. Yes. I have here in my hot little fist $500, twice the Blue Book value of the car. But what I want to find out from you is whether or not The car is worth double what the blue book value is, what a dealer would give you. So let me hear you sell me on your family buggy. How long have you had it? A year. All right. What about it? How's the rubber, for instance?
2: Well, this car is
0: in excellent shape. It was my grandfather's before me. It was never taken out of the town of Fullerton.
1: Is this the truth? This is the truth. This sounds like it. All cars are owned by little old ladies in Pasadena who are school teachers and kept it up on... Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Raise your right hand. This was owned by your grandfather. This was owned by my grandfather. Never was out of the family. Never was out of the family. Your grandfather is a good, sober, serious man. He is. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. The the tires are okay, huh? How about the transmission? Well, it's excellent. After all, it's an old car, but it
2: it works very well.
1: How about the upholstery? Looks a little stained.
2: Well, a new set of seat covers would uh, fix it up. How about the oil?
0: Doesn't use any oil. That's excellent.
1: What's that pool doing down there? What is the pool doing on our stage? Knowing your show, you probably. uh, (laughs) No, we didn't. Does it use oil? Just a little
2: occasionally.
1: Just a little oil. Uh huh. Well, it sounds like a pretty good job paint job's pretty good, body's in pretty good shape, here's the $500. You have done a good job of selling me your car. Just something occurred to me. Is this your car? Yes, it is. No, yours. Well, it's ours. Aha! This is a community property state? Your wife owns half of this car? Yes. All right. Before you agree to sell this car to me for $500, shouldn't we consult her?
2: I suppose.
1: <laughs> all right. That's all I want. Is your wife an honest woman? I believe so. You trust her? You have nothing to worry. Stand aside. Bring in the wife. We'll find out what happens around here. It's their car. And he sold it to me for $500. Now, before she gets out here, every time she knocks it, I'm going to knock $100 off the price. Every time I say it's too bad, off goes 100 $100. And you did sell it to me. All right. We'll wait. She's coming from the dungeons. We keep her down where Jack Benny has his money all locked up. We'll see. Hello. How do you do? Would you come over here, please? You are Mrs. um, Elizabeth Schmitz. And Mrs. Schmitz, we've just been talking to your husband about this car, which you were asked to bring down here, huh? Well, now, Mrs. Schmitz, you know you know this program, People Are Funny. Yes. And you know perfectly good and well that on this program we give away new houses and sometimes we give away new cars. Oh. But we asked you to bring this car down to see whether or not you needed a new car. Now, this car looks to be in pretty good shape. Isn't it? Well. I don't know whether you really need a new car.
2: Well i tell you, the tires aren't too good, really.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
2: Really, they, they don't have any tread on them. I mean, there's one of them that has tread on it. One,
1: tar- one, one one tire has tread, but yeah. the other three don't have much tread. No,
2: uh-uh. that's
1: right. How about the oil?
2: Well, it's awful expensive to run. I mean, it, it takes a lot of oil, and, and we're always having to pay money to the gas station man for oil.
1: That's too bad. Uh, an oil... And oil, uh, fixing up those oil things sometimes costs $100, you know, to get a thing fixed up. How, how, about, the, um, how about the paint?
2: Well, the paint's all right, but, uh, well, it really it has a couple of dents in the back fenders. Did you see them?
1: No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> too bad dense, dense, huh, bad? huh?
2: Why is it too bad
1: it's too bad because it's it 's a shame to see a good car like this with all the defects that you point out. How about the upholstery
2: well it 's kind of old uh-huh.
1: you 'd like a new car, wouldn't you?
2: Oh sure
1: <laughs> I just find it uh-huh upholstery's pretty bad, well, those are quite a few things um. How much do you have left?
2: $200.
1: Mrs. Schmitz, turn around. You see what your husband's holding? I bought this car from him for $500, and every time you said something bad about it, we took $100 away. How could you? How could we? We were taking your word for it.
2: That wasn't fair. I didn't
1: tell you you were going to get a new car, did I?
2: Well... Not, not really. Are
1: you an honest woman? Yeah. You always tell the truth.
2: Always tell the
1: truth. I ask you one more question. How are the brakes?
2: Well, it stops if you press on real hard.
0: <laughs>
2: I
1: wanted to prove that even after she knew the gag, she would tell the truth. Your grandfather must be in jail for reckless driving. He's probably. <laughs> A centenarian delinquent. Well, actually, what we have done here is to prove that two people look at the same thing entirely differently when they have two different advantages to gain. You thought maybe you'd... uh, Give me that last hundred, Pat. Take the hundred dollars. Take the two hundred dollars. Take the car and go home. And when you get home, you'll find waiting for you a couple of round-trip tickets on United Airlines' DC-7 mainliner to Las Vegas, and an all-expense-paid week at the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas. You got your $200, you got the car, you got an honest wife. You should be very happy with her. And uh, to make you real pretty up there, here's a bottle of nice Arpege perfume. Oh, thank you. Thanks for both of you proving that people can be truthful with two different reasons. At the beginning of the show, we sent out two contestants out of our audience dressed as bride and groom to have a treasure hunt for people, someone old, someone new, someone borrowed, and someone blue. The first one back to the studio with both of his people wins a beautiful television set. So let's bring out the bride first, a pretty little girl dressed up especially in our bridal veil, and your name again is...
2: Jean Parker.
1: Yes, you're the girl from the little town in Montana. That's right. Did you have fun tonight? Oh, boy. (laughs) Did you find that we proved that all the world loves a lover and people in trouble on their way to getting married, people will do anything for them or won't they?
0: Well, not anything.
1: Well, I mean, did you ask? Now, you had to get somebody old old and somebody new and the old had to be over? Sixty. And the new had to be? Under six. Did you get them both?
2: Yes,
0: I did.
1: How many people did you go to before you got them both?
0: Oh, seven or eight.
1: Seven or eight. But you finally came back with them both? (laughs) Yes. Let's meet them and see whom she brought back with no help from anybody but herself. Here they come. Well, how do you do, sir? You stand right over here. You stand right there. Well, now, which one of these two did you get first?
2: I got the man first.
1: The man. And, sir, could we uh, find out who you are? Smitty. Yeah. How old are you, Smitty? 71. Uh, you got one over 60. And what were you doing tonight when this young, pretty little bride approached you? I was doing a little work. What kind of work? Putting away some papers. Oh, you're a paper boy? That's right. Newspaper boy. Uh Uh-huh. What paper do you sell? Sell them all. All Oh, uh uh-huh. You single or married? Married. You're married. Now... What did she say to you when she walked up to you? She said she'd like to have a witness. She's going to get back. A witness. Uh-huh. Yes. And you said you'd be yeah, willing I, to come along. I said I'd be glad to go along with you. Well, you have done the job. You've gotten a witness, see? Now, you're witnessing it, aren't you? Now, this one was second. Yes. All right. What's your name? Lan. Glenn.
2: Glenn? Lynn.
1: Lynn, who?
0: Lynn
2: Christine Hassen.
1: Lynn Christian Hassen. How old are you? Four. Four? Well, I'm glad to see you. Now, are you married or single? Single. You're single, huh? And Lynn, um, what were you doing tonight? Um. Where were you going tonight? Were you standing somewhere?
2: No, I was going, going to a show.
1: Going to a show? Who were you with?
2: My daddy.
1: Oh, and what did this girl want when she walked up?
2: She said... I want to go, I want you to go to here.
1: To where she was getting married. Oh, did you, what did you tell the father or the girl?
0: Well, the father was a little dubious about it and he said, well, why do you want her? <laughs> and I said, well, she's awfully cute. And, and uh, I said, I needed someone for a wedding, you know, to carry the flowers. And <laughs> oh,
1: a little flower girl. Well, let's see what you're wearing for a flower girl. What do you have on? Your pajamas?
2: No.
0: No.
1: (laughs) What do you have on?
0: A suit.
1: A suit. Look at the zipper down the front. Oh, boy. Well, you did it. You got them both. Now, if you folks will just step back here about two feet, and if you move over, we'll bring out the groom and see how he did out on the streets of Hollywood with no help, working separately. Your name again, sir? Warren Schultz. You were to pretend that you were on your way to a wedding and you were to get somebody borrowed and somebody blue. That's right, Art. Did you go to many people? Oh, not too many, about five, six people. And if they knew you were going to a wedding, they'd do anything for you? They were very helpful. Let's meet the two people that he brought back. Uh Uh-huh, a few people will just stand right here next to me, up in close there. Which one is borrowed?
2: Uh, the young lady.
1: Hello, who are Hello. you?
2: Terry Edwards. What do you do, Terry? I work at American Electronics.
1: American Electronics. Mm-hmm. And what do you do over there?
2: I'm a lead lady.
1: A lead lady. Well, you certainly did borrow a beautiful girl. How did you borrow her? How did you, did she belong to somebody? Well, uh, it looked like she belonged to somebody. Why? Well, she was sitting with them and they were eating. In a restaurant? In a restaurant.
2: Your husband? No, my fiance. Oh, what did you say? Well, I told him that uh, I was getting married, and I asked him if they'd help me out, that we needed some witnesses, and uh, we wanted another girl, and if he didn't mind, would she oblige and come with me? And leave him there? Well, he wouldn't quite go for that.
1: Oh, he came along. Were you in the middle of the meal?
2: Just finishing.
1: Just finishing, and he accepted... I mean, your fiancé agreed to let you be borrowed if he came along. Yes. Well, you did it. You did it. Where's your fiancé right now? Back. Back there. Oh, he's the fellow with the gun. Uh-huh. And you, sir, would you come a little closer and tell us who you are? Uh, it's...
2: It's Morris Conn.
1: He's the fellow that's supposed to be melancholy or blue. Why did you pick him?
2: Well, uh, he started off being melancholy. He looks look
1: sad. Let me see you look blue. Jacket was blue. His jacket's blue. (laughs) Shirt's blue. Trousers are blue. So, in other words, you were taking no chance. Something borrowed something blue in color, and you're not a melancholy fellow, are you? Well, sometimes, yeah. You are. uh, Your disposition is blue. Yeah. Yeah. You poor fellow. He doesn't look it now, does he? Not at all. You almost laughed your way out of a prize (laughs) for him, you know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, apparently... These two people competed very successfully in that they both brought back someone borrowed someone blue someone old and someone new Mr. Irvin Atkins would you give me a report please on who was back first the uh, lady was back first by how much time oh quite a bit of time seven or eight minutes seven or eight minutes well you get the consolation prize and what a prize it is a beautiful third dimensional stereo realist camera and a viewer this is worth several hundred dollars and you get some beautiful third dimensional pictures out of it
0: Million, right.
1: You get the first prize. I'll tell you about it in a second. Each of these three grown-ups will get a Lucien Picard wristwatch, a beautiful one for taking time out from your meal and from your melancholy and from your newspaper to come back here. And, young lady, how would you like to have a nice new bicycle of your size? Would you? And you'll be the flower girl at the wedding. Say something. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, and uh, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And you, my pretty little miss, you get a 21 inch Stromberg Carlson television set. There's nothing finer than a Stromberg Carlson. Compliments of People Are Funny. Goodbye, (laughs) and good luck to all of you. Next week, the little man who isn't there makes it tough for
0: the little man who is there. Listen
1: in and find out what I mean.
0: Here, ladies, is how to save up to half on truly quality broadloom rugs and wall-to-wall carpeting. Deal direct with a manufacturer. Get factory-to-you savings on the newest, richest-looking deep pile broadlooms you ever saw. The whole money-saving story is told in the free Olsen rug and decorating guide that shows these gorgeous broadlooms in full color in model rooms. Write for this free 44-page book. Read how much you save by letting Olsen master weavers use the good wool and other valuable materials in your worn rugs, carpets, and clothing to weave brand-new broadlooms and pass the savings on to you. See the newest, smartest rug colors, patterns, and effects that can be yours at such tremendous factory-to-use savings. For your free copy of the new 1956 Olson Rug and Decorating Guide, address Olson Rug Company, Zone 2, Chicago, Illinois. That's O-L-S-O-N, Olson Rug Company, Zone 2, Chicago, Illinois. Good night, everybody. This program was transcribed from Hollywood.